Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, auto thoughts and Decepticlowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. We are back in the Cyberverse Minds. We've got three more episodes to talk about. And things are beginning to happen. In the, pre- yeah, in the present, we're... I mean. Things have <laughs> always been happening, but they've already happened. But We you are know approaching I... plot. Yes, plot is happening. Um, and we meet a funny old man... And Bumblebee is sus, and that, that's that, that, we ha- we don't even have we can just end it here. Actually, that's like everything that happens <laughs> in these episodes. The most important part of these episodes now is that now everyone understands my naming convention for our Discord. That's right. Um. So, I guess we should just go ahead and go. Oh, by the way, everyone, give a warm welcome to the the silent third co-host. Uh, Leon, freshly adopted this past weekend. Um, All right. Well, he's he's the silent fourth co-host because Fig has been the silent third co-host. Sometimes we've had to remove him from the studio for being too opinionated. It's true. We'll see if uh, Leon follows in his footsteps. Yeah, don't ask him about the DJD. He can go on for hours. Um, but uh, so this week we watched three episodes as usual we watched uh what, what which three are they they are it is uh macadams sabotage and teletron x Ooh, teletron x can't wait to get to that fucking wheatly ass little orb literally that is my, my like i only have two notes for teletron x and one of them is real wheatly energy here I guess he's technically more helpful, but uh, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there first. We have to it talk is, about it. Is like big chapter nine Wheatley. This is the part where we kill you. Yeah, there's one line in there that makes yeah. me think that is absolutely. A, this a, is the trap. But first, we have to go where everybody knows our name. That's right, episode ten, Mac Adams. So hey, if you're part of our Discord and you don't know why my general chat was named Mac Adams, this is why. Um, it came up at the IDW1 comics, and now it's in Cyberverse, and this is why the general chat is called that. And just like the real thing, there's no fighting, or I will turn into some kind of horrific steampunk monstrosity. Like, very eldritch horror. Yeah. <laughs> there act- there's actually a line later on in the episode where it's like, I heard he's one of the original primes, and it's like, yeah, he is. Yeah, there's some... You are correct. Up. There's something fucked up going on with old Mac Adam there. But uh, first, we join a dogfight already in progress. Because as it turns out, between episodes, Slipstream remembered what a starfighter is. Um, and was like, <laughs> oh, right. I, I got it. To chase in the space, I need my own ship. Yeah. Um, Look, she just, it, when she's so focused on Windblade, it's hard for her to think straight, you know? So true. Um. Bumblebee does this really sick maneuver here. Um, 
apologies to Lily last week, who said, I hope he doesn't learn to fight really good immediately after this. Um, he's, he does. He's epic now. He does the Revenge of the beginning of Revenge of the Fallen maneuver, where they drop uh, Optimus out of that fucking plane. How dare you reference Bayverse here? Look, it's the first thing I thought of, but it's way cooler because he has a minigun. Um, yeah, he, um, he leaps out of the ship, he has a big gun, um, and he, like, lands on Slipstream's ship, and then, like, uses the force of his gun not so much to damage her, as to, like, change her trajectory and send her spiraling back to Earth. Yeah, he, he like, blows blows her out of the sky with this big-ass gun that they got a couple of episodes ago. And uh, when he gets back to the ship, he's like, oh, shit, we should go to McAdams. And and uh, Windblade's like, what? Shit, you remember that on your own? And we, we, we gotta go to the psychic patch right now immediately. But first, we need a place to land. Thankfully, there is a... Bumblebee-shaped mountain. Bumblebee-shaped mountain it nearby, and both of them go, "Hey, that looks like that looks like you." And later, someone else says, "Hey, that looks like you," in a really weird way. But we'll get there. Um, Spoilers: he, It's Macadam. He sees through time. Uh, they they he's they definitely not a prime. Don't worry about it. He's not one of the original thirteen. He's just a normal man. Um. Anyway, it's time to go to Macadam's old oil house. Before we go into this memory, I do just want to say, um, quote the line that Windblade has to Bumblebee when he returns from his ridiculous um, escapade doing this to Slipstream's ship. Uh, She looks at him and goes, that was a terrible idea. Good job, Bumblebee. (laughs) You're back to your old self. Pulling ridiculous stunts. Um, and yeah, it's Mac Adam time. We we kind of... I'm pretty sure this is like directly after or at least the day after the events of Cube. Um, because we see Bumblebee's Cube shenanigans up on the TV. It's Shadow, very soon after. It's within like a week for sure. Shadow Striker and Hot Rod are arguing about which team is better at uh, some point in here. Shockwave and Wheeljack are doing crimes. Yeah, they're palling around. They're forcing their little test monkey to dance. They're both so normal. Um, And one thing you got... Yeah, so this is pre-war. Everyone's mingling. And one thing you gotta know about uh, Mac Adam is that there's no fighting allowed. Yeah. So following Cube... Bumblebee's like, I need to take my new BFF Windblade to the coolest place in town. Um, the Oz Dust Ballroom. And uh, <laughs> uh, he, so he takes her to um, Mac Adams and um, she's like looking at all this So she's like, there are a bunch of fucked up people here who are having normal conversations with each other. What's the deal? Um, and, you know, Bumblebee is like, yeah, you know, it's Cheers. Everyone knows your name. Um, also, some people say that Macadam is one of the original 13 Primes, but, like, don't worry about it. 
Yeah, and uh, you know he's introducing Windblade to everybody. Ratchet has a medical emergency, so he can't stick around. Uh, Grimlock's telling some bullshit story. Then Soundwave <laughs> plugs into hey, the fucking speaker yeah. system. Hey, you like Vento Ario? And gets down. This is literally the dance scene from Vento Oreo. Absolutely. All we need is a knockoff version of Pussy Control to be playing, and it's perfect. Um, it, it is Soundwave and two, like, unnamed Seekers. Yeah, who are I, just... thi- I think it might be the same two unnamed Seekers who are Shadow Striker's future limb donators. Could be. Unclear. Whatever the... Whatever it is, it is Soundwave and two unnamed seekers doing the Vento Oreo mob dance in front of a tortured person, essentially. And well, the, uh, the, there's no tortured person in this scene. The source scene has I a tortured mean, person in it, unless there's something we don't know about that jukebox. I mean, hard to call here, huh? Um, and then what's um, the line between fighting and torture? You know. I guess we'll learn more about that in episode uh, our third episode this week. <laughs> but uh, he sees a couple of Bumblebee sees a couple of guys sitting at a booth, and he's like, "Oh shit, I got to introduce you to my best pal in the whole world." And he goes up to Optimus and Megatron, and he goes, "Hey, Megatron, this is my new friend Windblade." Megatron, my best friend in the whole world. Um, but they're busy talking shop. They're Optimus and Megatron are talking about like. They're having an argument about what's best politically on how to unveil the Decepticons, pretty much. Yeah, and Optimus is like, we should have a rally. And Megatron's like, we should have a murder. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, are you really sure that a public rally is the best thing to do? I have other ideas. Yeah, I know what your other ideas are, man. Uh, Yeah, then Uh, then we see Wheeljack and Shockwave hanging out and forcing a a little test monkey to dance. Um... And at at the end of all of this, um, after being sort of rejected from Megatron, uh, Bumblebee takes Windblade over to the bar, where he introduces her to the bartender, McAdam. Fat wrong. Fat wrong. He looks I mean, so more much like, like wrong. I mean, he's wide wrong. I get wrong was short though too, and McAdam's a big boy. Yeah, I'm not sure that like it, it just like he's just like larger wrong. Yeah, and he's... Large rung. He's a jovial fella. And he says, Hey, you two are in a cave right now. It's shaped like Bumblebee's head. And Bumblebee's like, <laughs> Oh, that's silly guy. He's always saying weird shit. Yeah, so McAdam starts speaking in tongues. And in the memory, Bumblebee and Windblade are like, Oh, you're drunk, McAdam. And then in the present, they're like, Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. He knows something. Um, so yeah, they, they go back, they go, the, Bumblebee immediately starts looking for another Mac Adam member, because he's like, this guy can see the fucking future. He knows what's my going favorite, on. Okay, my favorite part about the second memory is that Deadlock is there. Yes, so, we, we go from idyllic pre-war Mac Adams to, like, beginning of the war, like, early stages of the war Mac Adams. You can tell because, uh, the buildings are still, like mostly there and not completely bombed out husks um uh-huh. they're working on it though and it's uh we see a bunch of autobots and decepticons lined up and arguing but of course no fighting 
Um, and yeah, Deadlock is here. Also, Chromia finally gets to speak after like yes. several episodes of her being there, but like not being able to speak. And just it's like great. her IDW one counterpart, uh, she's very she, gay for Windblade. One very gay for Windblade, and two is constantly saying to Windblade, "We need to. Can we go home? I'm sick of Cybertron shit. We need to fucking go. I mean, to be fair, like mood. Yeah, but Windblade has uh she she has she feels uh, a sense of like shoot she needs to help Cybertron. Um, and yeah, Bumblebee's so, hanging out with this nervous looking Decepticon named Deadlock. Yeah, let's talk about Deadlock. <laughs> another another IDW one import in yeah. Drift here. So, um, Deadlock wants to leave the Decepticons, um, and Bumblebee is dead set on helping him. Chromie is like not thrilled about having this Decepticon here, and neither is Winblade, to be fair. Um, but uh, you know, Bumblebee's like. He's not a Decepticon, or at least he wouldn't be if he had a choice. Like, that's what I'm trying to do right now. And he's trying to get Deadlock out of the Decepticons. And sure enough, who shows up to ruin the day but Megatron? Megatron busts and is like, where is Deadlock? Give me Deadlock. And he points his fusion cannon right at him. And then Mac Adam comes out the back and I says... I know that he hasn't had space heroin in days. <laughs> I Mac Adam comes out the back and says, "Do I need? How many times do I have to teach you this lesson, young man?" Um, and then we see we okay. We don't see him transform. We get actually one of the best sequences in the show where he transforms and all we see is his shadow. We just see like a huge mess of like gears and panels and like missile launchers. Yeah. Like, I cannot express enough how many missile launchers he has when he transforms that we can see just from his shadow. And he tells everyone to knock it the fuck off. Um, and Megatron leaves. He he tells Zed, like, you can't stay in here forever. And Megatron just goes, yeah, he can. <laughs> I, got a, I um, got a bunk in the back. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and, and the last thing of this memory is Macadam, like, looking at Bumblebee, is like, that was really cool. You know what else was really cool is that time that you, like, punt, like punted Slipstream's ship out of midair and sent it hurling back to Earth. And then, like, immediately Bumblebee is, like, sent back into his mindscape with Windblade, and they're both like, oh shit, how did he know that? And so he's he's back at it. He, he's going again. He's looking for another Mac Adam member. He finds one. This one is directly before Bumblebee leaves uh, on the Ark. The the bar has closed, but Mac Adam is still there, and the surrounding Important. cityscape is just completely fucked. Important to note, especially in reference to like the next episode, uh, that at this point Bumblebee has had his voice removed again. Yes. Um, although, notable to that, he also had his voice in that uh, Star Trek episode a couple of episodes back. Yes. So there are two times in Cyberverse that Bumblebee got his voice got. The first time is when Megatron originally pulls it out, which we saw a few episodes ago. Um, and then he gets it fixed and then it gets damaged again. And we haven't seen how it gets damaged again yet. And, uh, but, but yeah, so they're back in Mac Adams and they're just kind of reminiscing about old times before Bumblebee goes away. 
and Mac Adam comes out and he's like, hey, listen, time and space uh, can't keep your friendship apart. You'll see each other again someday. I mean, to be fair to McAdam, time maybe not so much. Space definitely did. They found each other eventually. Yeah, eventually. Um, And they make a little toast, and it's very nice. And then McAdam says, anyway, you've got to find the king of the dinosaurs. Who is clearly, again, like, for anyone who knows anything, it's Grimlock. Who could that be? Ooh, I wonder. Spoiler, it's Grimlock. (laughs) Oh, goodness, who could the king of the dinosaurs be? And this episode literally ends with them being like, well, that wasn't particularly helpful, but at least now we know we have to find the king of the dinosaurs, whoever that may be. Spoiler again, it's Grimlock. I don't know why you're insisting on that. It could be anybody. Could be. Um, You're so right, Nero. It could be anyone. What if it's Huffer, you know? (laughs) You're right. No, it could be Huffer. It could be Beachcomber. Yeah. What if it's um, uh, Bumper? Everyone could everyone's... be Power Glide. Yeah, it could be anybody. <laughs> could uh, be Springer. Yeah, it's totally Springer. Um. So, but yeah, actually, it isn't that they need to. What Bumblebee specifically says, I need to figure out what a dinosaur is. <laughs> it's it, that is pretty good. I have to say. Oh, uh, and that leads us right into episode eleven. Sabotage. Sabotage. This is this is like the Shockwave showcase episode. So Shockwave, uh, all the way on Cybertron, uh, knows exactly what's going on. Slipstream has called him up to say, "Hey, Bumblebee and Windblade are cruising around on one of our ships and using your cortical psychic patch." And Shockwave is like, "That motherfucker." All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you Windblade to do whatever you like with. um, And then I'm going to make, I'm going to like gaslight Bumblebee into giving us the location of the Allspark. Yeah, then I'm going to go sicko mode on Bumblebee, as I want to do. I'm going to convince Bumblebee that he vented. So, uh, there, it, it like starts with, again, Windblade and Bumblebee in Bumblebee's mindscape. And like... Shockwave's like newsflash assholes. It's my cortical patch. So he patches himself in and he just like slams a hand through Windblade's and abdomen. Yeah, he like astral fatalities her. Yeah. Uh, and she's gone. And like several minutes of this episode are dedicated to Windblade not being able to get back in afterwards. And then um, Shockwave puts the trans and transformers by turning into Windblade. By the way. It's worth noting, of course, that Windblade is not using a, a patch. She's using her city speaker telepathy right. in here, which means that Shockwave's fucking mental willpower is ridiculous. Or his technology is. Either one. I, I think or it's that he both. has created, that his, the cortical patch that he created is strong enough to overcome city speakers, which is like also an insane thing to say. Yeah, and um, so he, he turns into Windblade and, go, and goes... Hello, Bumblebee, my best friend. Yeah, so we you should we look get... at this memory. I love you. So literally, um, Bumblebee's like, "Why are you talking to me like that?" And Shockwave's like, "Because I'm your friend." And we get like some real Shockwave autism moments here. We I enjoy spending time in your company, and he like sort of whaps his hand against Bumblebee's shoulder like he's trying to pat it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so good. He's so useless. Fuck, um, how do I how do I talk to someone I like? Uh it's been so long. Uh yes, oh, I enjoy course, your company. Uh, and of course what Bumblebee and Windblade were looking for following up from last episode is again memories connected to the King of the Dinosaurs. Definitely not Grimlock, don't worry about it. Yeah, um, there's a mention of Starscream in a crown. Very funny little uh you very should funny see little me reference. In a crown. Uh, we'll but yeah, see more he, of that later. Shockwave directs him to the uh, the fake memory, and we see we see Bumblebee on the Ark, and uh, Optimus announces that they've almost you know they found the Allspark, and they're okay. They're this going scene to is it. so funny. We need to talk about this scene a little bit because yeah. it is it is Optimus in like the chair and the bridge or whatever, and this is a direct Star Trek parody, complete with like the TOS music. Absolutely. Every it's time we're on the arc, really fucking good. <laughs> every time we're on the arc, it's just it's just a, it's just a TOS episode. Um, but like this this moment, I feel like stronger than almost any other moment we've had so far has been like a direct TOS parody. For sure, um, it's so fucking good. So Optimus hears Optimus says they found the Allspark and they're heading towards it. Um, and Bumblebee, you know, everyone's cheering, but Bumblebee sneaks off and he reports to his his fucking master Megatron <laughs> that the plan is almost complete. And Bumblebee's no. like, no, I'm not Wait. sus. I'm not imposter. I okay, didn't I, I wasn't an electrical. I just want to point out that, like, in this memory, Bumblebee has his voice. Um, yes. Which means that, like, Shockwave was like, when did Bumblebee get his voice ripped out? Unimportant. <laughs> We know, like, we know it was fixed sometime on the arc. It, we it, like we don't know, and frankly, Bumblebee doesn't know either. So like, it's probably fine. Um, <laughs> for all you know, it's been a few million years. Like uh, things are a little rusty in there, you know. But anyway, yeah, Bumblebee's Bumblebee's freaking out. Uh, Windblade is too, but uh, that's because the sh- their ship has been remote control hijacked by Shockwave. And also, she can't get back inside Bumblebee's head. Yeah, she's trapped in the cockpit uh, while Bumblebee is in his own mind and panicking. And Shocker was just like, you were sus. I saw you venting. Trust me. We're imposters together, bro. It's okay. Um, to make this even worse, the next memory that Shockwave puts him into has him basically spacing Wheeljack. He does! <laughs> Just, he, I mean, without any explanation, which again is really funny for a character that we know is alive. Um, I mean, literally, <laughs> Wheeljack walks up and he he says, "I saw, I saw you cut the fuel lines. I saw, I saw you in engineering, bro. Um, you vented." <laughs> and Bumblebee's yeah. pulls the old, "Hey, hey, Wheeljack, check this out!" and shoves a stinger in his fucking yeah. abdomen. <laughs> Vent this, um, and then he like spaces him, and Ratchet's like, "You motherfucker, you spaced my husband." <laughs> Yeah, and beats the shit out of him. Also worth noting, first appearance of Rack and Ruin in this show. Yes, Rack and Ruin. Um, and also, I think the first voice from Ratchet. Yes, this is... Uh, no, he, he had one line in Mac Adams Did he? where he was like, medical emergency. Okay. All right. Okay, that doesn't count. <laughs> this, this is the most Bones McCoy Ratchet has ever been, I think. And it's so good. He's Listen. very raspy in this show. I'm not saying that I'm sexualizing DeForest Kelly, but I am sexualizing DeForest Kelly. And the closer that Ratchet can get the Bones McCoy, the happier I am. I gotta say one thing about Ratchet's design, though, now that we're seeing him more up close. 
I don't like the weird lines going from his lips to his eyes. Those look strange. I don't mind them. I mean, it's not so different from Prime, honestly. Yeah, but he's got like a fuck. He looks like he's got a fucked up mustache. Like a really fucked up mustache. Yeah, I mean, again, it really isn't that different from Prime. Oh, anyway. I I concentrate all of my character design hatred on Wheeljack. He. And his fucking negligee and his fucking mustache. Look, he's he's got his own sense of style, you know? He's just living his life. He certainly has that, yeah. And uh, Windblade gets captured as as the ship as the ship is is piloted to uh, to a, a, a an abandoned air, airplane hangar by and Slipstream, it, of course, because this too is Yuri. Let us have not you forget. Noticed, have you noticed that Slipstream is like buffer than the other Seekers? It's the Yuri. Yeah, like she's she's every she's lifting and she's thinking about Windblade. That's what I think is going on there. Uh huh. But like, if you compare her to Nova Storm and Thundercracker, I'm pretty sure she's bigger. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about the King of the Dinosaurs. Let's talk about um, Ace Attorney Grimlock. <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying that the King of the Dinosaurs is Grimlock. We don't even know he turns into a dinosaur. Um, but yes, he is. He is prosecuting Bumblebee. Um, he says, "Are you sure you saw him vent?" And Wheeljack's like, "Yeah, he vented me." Anyway, that's supposed to fucking work. Unlike in a trip- typical Amogus game, however, um, Bumblebee has the option here to run. Yeah, he he fucking busts out with a hail Megatron and parkours out of the room. Uh, and the, oh, all I you will thought? Say, hey, I, I gotta you say, thought- I gotta say, I got we, I gotta <laughs> give props to Prime here. Where after after they exposed him, he gets Wait. up. He's like. The, the fucking punishment is death, and he brings his axe out. Yeah, okay, hey, you thought the M. Night Shyamalan twist was that Bumblebee was a traitor? Newsflash, so asshole, it goes so much further. Yeah, Optimus is a fucking traitor. This is amazing, because yeah, Bumblebee escapes while Windblade is fighting off the Seekers, because yet again, they forgot to tie down her wings. It, 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 it's how she escapes every time folks come on her name now. is literally windblade <laughs> yeah like tie the wind blades down motherfuckers come on um but yeah bumblebee escapes and then optimus chases him down there's a fucking shot <laughs> of him dragging the axe along the wall with like yeah it's very shadow. it's very uh the shining yeah but then he's like now I've got you right where I want you. We can talk about how we're both uh, traitors and we're going to kill everyone on the ship and uh, go back to Megatron. And, and this this is enough for Bumblebee to be like, mm, no, this is a lie. And even Shockwave is like, yes, that was perhaps a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, so... like, I was just having some fun. Yeah, Bumblebee comes out with the memory and Shockwave like, flickers between uh, Windblade for a moment before like being like... Yeah, no, it wasn't me. I got you. I got, you, got you. Any anyway, you're I, I have your best friend at ship gunpoint right now. Uh so unless you tell me where the Allspark is, I'm gonna fucking reduce her to a homogenous pile of slag. And Bumblebee is like, cool, check this out, and just like disconnects himself. Yeah, he just runs into the cockpit, but he can't take control back. Um, and then Windblade, who is currently getting the shit shot out of her, is like, hey, 
Do you remember that red button I told you never to press? She's explicitly getting, like, electric torture. Nope, that's not until Oh, you're uh, right, the that's next, next episode. episode. She yeah, Wendell goes to, through it in these episodes. She's trying to Jedi deflect them, but, you know, it's hard to do that with big old, big old ship-sized uh, laser blasts. And so she's she's getting lit up, and, he, and she's like, hey, Bumblebee, it's time for you to press the red button, which is apparently... You won't guess this. Why? Why is this one here? Listen, every every good ship needs a self-destruct button, right, and this is this one. Here's what I'm going. I, I well, I'm I'm going to explain. This is that that's the hyperdrive button, okay? And he just did like a miniature version of the holdo maneuver from the last jedi he crashed into the the hangar at light speed and blew everything up because what is what unless okay unless megatron it's literally a self-destruct button megatron knows megatron knows how expendable the seekers are so he gives them all the option to just turn all of their fucking planes into bombs megatron does not know how expendable the seekers are that is a critical plot point later on goodness um but yeah they they managed to escape but they've lost their ship uh because it blew up so that brings us into the next episode which is of course teletran x this is uh the first appearance of any humans in this show there's us there's like Three seconds of a boy uh looking at windblade and and bumblebee as as, as he passes I think I by missed them that yeah, no, it's so quick. You, you, if you're looking away, you will not see it. But like, there's a kid in the back of a car who sees them standing in front of the Sharkinator billboard. Oh, that's right. Yeah, before the cold open. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I want to see that movie. Yep. Um. Yeah. So they are now without a ship, and they are super on the run from the Seekers, and not doing, I have to say, a great job about it. I, I must say. You know, Robots in Disguise is often the tagline of a lot of these shows. They are hiding at an airport. Uh And shortly after a plane takes off, they both transform and just start walking around in broad daylight. And what is your point? It's it's fine. Nothing is wrong here. That's Um, sort of what I thought. Um... So, um, basically, at this point, they're like, damn, resources are bad. And Windblade, who is the de facto leader of this twosome, is like, we need to split up. And, uh, yeah, so they, but then, of course, they, 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 they start getting a Autobot distress signal. And, uh, Windblade's like, oh, shit, uh, I'm gonna go check this out. You can handle yourself on your own, though, right? Like, even, even at, like, four percent of your of your operating capacity you're still bumblebee right and he's like surely "Ah." you can do this and he's like i no please take me with you and she sighs and agrees so they go uh they follow this distress beacon down to a big stinky hole uh and they they find um navi from zelda hey listen by the way i like that they can use the like ladder cage around the human size ladder as a ladder. That's a cute detail. Yes. Yeah, no, that's very good. Um, yeah, so they find Teletran X, who introduces himself as Teletran X. Um, 
Windblade is the first person to reach him, and he goes, you are not a crew member. Go fuck yourself. Um, and then he sees Bubblebee, and he's like, you're a crew member. How could I help you? This will be important for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, so Guilty guilty Spark, Halo, Ghost from Destiny, Navi, Wheatley, p- well, pick okay, an annoying we are not, orb. We are not in the Wheatley zone yet. There's a specific no. part where we go head over heels into the Wheatley zone, and I want to save that very specifically for when we do that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they're they're down in this in this big door in this big uh like huge sewer, and they're they're trying to get this little fucking orb to tell them where the ark is. Yeah, so this is the AI system for the ark, and it won't respond to Windblade because she's not crew again, critical part. But it will respond to uh, Bumblebee. Unfortunately, Bumblebee can't talk. So between the two of them, they are trying to figure out a way to get Teletran to actually tell them where the fucking arc is um of course as they as they do this this is where we get into the wheatley zone hey you know portal 2 chapter 9 the part where he kills you hi this is the part where he kills you this is this is the part where he kills us chapter 9 the part where he kills you uh, the achievement unlocked the part where he kills you description this is that part they ask him what he's doing down here he goes oh i've been set here as a trap by the seekers uh, and then all the lights turn and goes, this is the trap. And it's, it's, yeah. it's Slipstream. She's here. She Man, she moved fast to set this up. She's she like, is so exactly dedicated. I mean, listen, I've, I've seen, I've seen uh, lesbians on the hunt for pussy. So I understand. But like, damn. So they actually do manage to capture Bumblebee and Windblade here and tie them up. And uh, they're like, okay, Bumblebee. You're going to tell us where the Allspark is. Uh, and I know you're not going to do that, like, if we just threaten your life. So we're going to start Electroshock torturing Windblade. Yeah, and, and Windblade the entire time was like, don't tell them shit. Um, and you know, uh, you know, you know who the, the one holding the, the wand is. I mean, the Electroshock. You, I'm going to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um... However, Slipstream has made one bad calculation, which is that she's also not part of Teletran X's crew. Yeah, so the crew, the the, the orb, by the way, the other Seekers here for what, whatever okay. fucking matters, it's, calling- it's Thundercrack, it's actually all of them, it's all of them on Earth currently. I think. Yeah, it's, it's Acid Storm, th- uh, Thrust, and Thundercracker. And Nova Storm. And Nova Storm, yeah. Um... By the way, calling Teletran X a, an orb is not correct. It He's is like literally, a, it is literally Gladys's face. It is. He's like an oblong shape. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, this they, is a very unsubtle portal reference, which is fine. I enjoy it, but like you need to understand that it's a very unsubtle portal reference. When it's fine, he's fine with them torturing Wembley. He doesn't give a shit. However. Uh, at one point, they shock Bumblebee, and at that point, his defenses kick in. He gets a little, like, force bubble around him, and he knocks all the Seekers over. Because Bumblebee is um, crew. That's right. Windblade can, can fucking rot, for all he cares. Um, so they escape, and they're running through these tunnels, pursued by plane. And they're still trying like to Like five of them? Yeah, a lot of them. 
Uh, and, you know, they're, they're trying to get Teltran 1 to tell them where the Ark is and how to get out of here. Second one's more important at the moment, but, you know, gotta work on it. And uh, eventually, Windblade gets cornered. She basically, like, sacrifices herself because she knows that Teltran X is the key to finding the Ark. And so basically what she says is, like, Bumblebee, no matter what, you have to make sure you protect this fucking oval. Um, and she, like, sacrifices herself and gets caught behind these um, collision doors. Yeah, these big old blast doors. I guess these blast doors. Um, and Bumblebee and Teltran X get out. And Teltran X is like, would you like to find hiding spaces? Because they will be here momentarily. And Yeah, when, res- he, when he... When he says, uh, you know, because Bumblebee really wants to go after Windblade, and when he says uh, she will be overwhelmed in mere moments and they'll be after us soon, you, the the only thing I could think of is that one bit in Last Stand of the Wreckers. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that immediately popped into my head. like, oh, I hope not. <laughs> um, but again, it's it's that same Wheatley thing, like, this is the part where we kill you kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so instead, Bumblebee transforms, opens his door, Teltran X gets into him, and they drive off. And the last thing we hear, basically, is Teltran X going, oh, this is a good hiding space. Yep. And they drive off into the sunset to find the enigmatic and utterly mysterious king of dinosaurs. It could We, we just don't know who it is. It could be anyone. It could be Grimlock or anyone else. I actually, I think it's Perceptor. It's... it's I think it might be sea spray, perhaps. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> naming more and more obscure guys. I think it's. I think it's all three parts of reflector. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think it's buzzsaw. He's not a bird. You know, birds are kind of dinosaurs. When you I think, think it's rapper. <laughs> well, I. Suppose I think it's circuit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that guy, he doesn't have any fucking future. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, oh god, what's Blaster's pal's name from the Marvel comics? It gets switched into it's, a wheel. I think it's Pipes. No, that guy's kind of, he can't be a king of anything. That guy's a real flat personality. Uh, anyway. No, he's fine. Like, that, he's, he's, he's bringing new life to the, to the, to the name King. <laughs> Oh, we got jokes here, folks. Uh, we have some questions to answer. Yeah. One, only one. We only have a few. We have a sequence on Twitter, I should say. From okay, uh, cool. cosplay Cass on Twitter here. Um, <laughs> I like this first one. If you were to remake Full House or another bad sitcom with Transformers characters, who would be who? I think Full House. Okay. Full House, I think Full House is too many characters. We have to. Uh, we have. To- uh, but like thinking of Full House, I just I have to go. I, I it would be an IDW one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you knew what and, you were getting into when you asked this. It's the and one it we would be Springer. To. Springer's four increasingly terrible dads. <laughs> okay. So it would be four and a half men. It's it's yeah it's it's Springer and then the half is Tarantulas being a spider. Prowl, Tarantulas, and Cup. Excellent. Who's the, sorry, who's the first one you said? Prowl. Prowl, Tarantulas, Cup. There's one more. Who is the last one I was thinking of? Who's his fourth dad? I think that's all of them. No, there was a fourth one. <laughs> Damn it, Springer, stop having so many dads. Is Ultra Magnus' dad? It might no. just be Optimus. Yeah. 
he's the absentee father. It's cup. Um, it's definitely cup prowl and tarantulas. But I'm trying yeah. to think. There was a fourth one as well, and it was just like all increasingly terrible. Cup just acts exactly like Grandpa Simpson, obviously. Um, oh yeah, oh, the the definition of old man yells at cowed. Absolutely, he's always chomping that cigar. Yeah, four and a half. Uh, I like. I like. Uh, I like four and a half bots there. <laughs> Big fan of that. Oh, Impactor. That's who it is. Four oh, is Impactor. <laughs> so Springer and his three, <laughs> his four awful dads: Impactor, Cup, Tarantulas, Prowl, and Tarantulas. Each Ugh. of them increasingly terrible. What's really funny is that like Tarantulas is probably the best of the four of them. Terrible. He's, he's terrible. He's the one who paid him the most attention? Who was the most yeah. doting? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that would be that would be my sitcom. The other the other records can pop into like audience applause from time to time. Yeah, the world just shows up to fuck fuck everything up. <laughs> the audience goes crazy. Um, next up, what is the best sort of cold one to crack open with the boys? Um. I'm actually gonna like go a little off book here. I think it's a scotch. A scotch. That's a, that's a. I can see it, but that's also like a certain mood. Yeah, you know? but I think it's like I think it's a very masculine. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, and like a little more um, special, I guess, than like a beer. True. That's like a yeah, cracking open a column with the boys. If you wanted to be like, a, it's it's been a while. The boys haven't. Been yeah. Around. The boys are back in town, but it's only for a little while, and soon the I boys mean, of summer will be gone. <laughs> I will say that this is based on my relationship with my own dad, with whom I've shared many a scotch. <laughs> but, but I think uh, if you're talking, it's the weekend. But it's my your, dad, it's, my dad okay. had daughters only, so as a dyke, I'm the closest he got to a boy. <laughs> <laughs> i think if you're talking weekend get together regular cracking with the boys ooh, i mean i obviously it depends on your preference right it's, but i think it's it must it must be some form of beer okay if we're just doing beer again controversial opinion my toxic cishet man trait is that i genuinely like ipas um yeah. And I think, like, IPAs are, like, the classic cracking open a cold one. It's funny. I was I was drinking a Blue Moon during this recording. Yeah. I was drinking a, a screwball on the rocks, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's, the, I, I could either, it, it depends on, the, but on, scotch is a good answer. I like that. It's, a, it's, a cla- it's classy. Yeah. And I think still, like, very much with the boys. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. That's for the it's it's for the boys, and finally, how would you convince someone that Shockwave was on the grassy knoll? I mean, just show them literally anything that Shockwave's ever done. Yeah, it's well known. This man is a war is criminal by his very being. Like every, literally everything is his fault to varying degrees in every universe, but like it's always to some degree, you know. Like so always. he definitely did it. He definitely did it. Um, he turns into a gun. Release my boy. He definitely did that shit, but I don't care. <laughs> and that is all on Twitter from Cass. How about you take us to the Discord? Absolutely. Okay. 
Um, first up from Nero from Disney Minus is, did Bumblebee really do a Gundam reference? I don't know this reference. Uh, I assume this is when he fucking... Okay, so uh, I, I actually... The- I actually do know this reference, which is the when Char um, blows a man's head up with a bazooka, which is a crazy thing that happens in, I think, Zeta. Um, but I don't know how it fits into this. I, he doesn't... It, it's not... So I don't think it is because, one, uh, Slipstream's head is not torn off of her body as it is in this... Uh, in this fucking oh, okay. video yeah, accompaniment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and two, he is not standing on on the, the ship. But it is somewhat similar. So, I will say that in Cyberverse, unlike animated, where people just got blown to smithereens and they were fine afterwards, that is not the case here. Um, if someone's head is removed from their body, it is like a death or sorry no in uh beast wars that's what it was yeah no be yeah be animated i think if you get blown up you're dead but you can't unless you're your star moved yeah well he's he's just built different um, right no 100 percent. but you can get your head removed with special equipment from the headmaster obviously um, right but generally yeah but speaking, beast wars especially if you are inferno or waspmater you can just get blown the fuck up whenever or like pterosaur Oh, yeah, Pterosaur, too. He gets blown up a lot. Um, all right. From Short Scream Chet, if the Autobot Decepticon War never happened, which Autobot slash Decepticon duo do you think would be most likely to crack open a cold one with each other? Again, I, I mean, have to go IDW, and I'm going to say Starscream Bumblebee. I mean, according to this episode, it's Wheeljack and Shockwave. That, too. Um, you know, it's good It's good that the war happened, because they never got to collaborate. Actually, I'm going to change that. It's still Starscream, but Wheeljack instead. Yeah. And again, based totally on IDW. Yeah, I feel like they definitely cracked up some cold ones, even in that comic. They were bros. Um, Nero from Disney Minus asks, what is the twist of the series? Was that Bumblebee actually was a Decepticon spy all along? It'd probably be, be bad. Nice. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. Um, it would be funny, though. Um, also from Nero from Disney Minus. Why is Guilty Spark here? We love an annoying orb. Um, it's, you know, it's, it was it was 2018 annoying orbs. You know, well, I guess they never really go out of fashion. For as long as, as humanity has stood, uh, ever since the very first annoying orb, which was the sun, um, we have always been fascinated by annoying orb companions. And this is just the latest version of that. Hopefully less treacherous than Guilty Spark. I don't know who Wheatley. Guilty Spark is. Guilty Spark is from uh, Halo. I know about him uh, from the Brian David Gilbert video about the Halo books. I don't play Xbox games. I've never, I've played like an hour of Halo in my life and I've never played the story. But I know, I know who Guilty Spark is. He's like a, he's like a treacherous orb. Cool. Um, from short scream chat, how would you react if you found a hyper intelligent supercomputer that was nothing but catty and rude to you? Um, probably the same way I reacted to Portal. I would uh, download a bunch of cool toolbars onto it and see how it likes that. I mean, again, realistically, I'd probably die. I would. I would. Uh, I would direct it to fucking like watchmovie dot online and turn yeah, it on block off. Just overload it with. Spam. I'm gonna click on every link on that page. Coop <laughs> Taraz. 
Yeah, Kupteraz, motherfucker, check this out. <laughs> Bad, ooh, Bonzi, buddy, don't want to have any Let's download some badass mafia toolbars. Load you up, sucker. Let's go. Um, from Ruby Road Rage, Ruby. Um, name a group that is definitively cracking open a boy with the cold ones. The DJD. Um, the White Walkers. Yeah, actually, that is, yeah. The, they are not cold, but they are, the DJD do be cracking open boys frequently. I mean, depends um, on your definition of cold, if we're using sort of the metaphoric version. That's true. Those are ice-cold motherfuckers. Um, Getaway as well. All of this is IDW1, naturally. Fuck, Getaway. I can't, sorry. Sidebar, I can't, I, I, first of all, I can't believe that the winner of the cosplay contest at TF Nation this year was a Getaway cosplayer. What? I, um and Disgusting. second of all i can't believe that i posted about it and then they quote retweeted me saying i feel you <laughs> <laughs> or something along the yeah i feel the same way amazing and i was like motherfucker stop i wish my life was just not a series of things happening to me at this point just a series of bits, i didn't tag i didn't tag him or anything <laughs> I just said I can't believe a getaway cosplayer won TF Nation, and they found me. You must have been uh, looking at yep. the, the like the t- searching TF Nation. I was Twitter. also well. I quote. Uh, I hadn't quote retweeted. I just retweeted the picture from Drag Queen Starscream mm-hmm. or Drag King Starscream, Drag Starscream at TF Nation, uh, who took a photo with the winner and i was and then i made like a separate post being like damn i can't believe getaway won (laughs) um and then i guess they were just like looking through that post as well yeah but like looking yeah no it was a great cosplay but i was like (laughs) my my reaction to them quote retweeting it was to respond with like i very much admire dedication to the craft and also guys who suck (laughs) don't mess with getaway fans there are ones of us yeah their response to that was those are definitely my two priorities <laughs> excellent um all right uh hey what if the king and yell was the barkeep of your favorite dive again that is I, basically what is going on here isn't it i don't know who the king in yellow is uh the king in yellow is like a eldritch abomination cosmic horror type of guy i don't know if he's a lovecraft but he is sort of a part of that oeuvre okay I mean, you might predate it, actually. Let me look it up. I'm, I, I I refuse to sound silly. Yeah, listen, I if I don't know a thing, I'll, I'll be upfront about it. I have no idea who the King in Yellow is. King in Yellow. No, it is not a, uh, it is not uh, an H.P. Lovecraft thing, but apparently he did, like, uh, tie it in later. It was written by a guy named Robert W. Chambers. Um, okay. It's like a, it is a horror anthology about various things happening around a play, a, a titular play, the, a playbook for the King in Yellow, which has like horrible, a, some horrible curse uh, huh. attached to it. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it would be bad, <laughs> Ruby. <laughs> I would not like it. Um, hopefully whatever mac adams is he is nice and not uh fucked up um and then if he all- is fucked up but he, okay he's all he's kind of fucked up but maybe he's like nice fucked up <laughs> and then also from ruby Ro- 
Road Rage Ruby is, hey, isn't it really rude of Hasbro to finally make a Mac Adam into in character when for years Mac Adam was used on Tumblr's attack for TF fan art? Yeah, so um, Transformer is actually a shockingly generic name, um, as it turns out. So people would differentiate it, but instead of just doing Transformers and seeing like electrical Transformers... <laughs> For the really hardcore engineer uh, gangs on Tumblr, yeah. etc., um, they would tag shit with um, MacAdam. Um, I think it's fine. I don't think many people actually give a shit about the character itself. Yeah, I mean, Mac Adams as a name has been around since like the Marvel days. It's one of the one of a, a very I old mean, like reference point. This I feel is, like, like one of the... as a fan term it didn't really take off until idw but that said like idw started in 2005 like this is not yeah. this is not a particularly recent thing and i don't think again like the character of mcadam is not a particularly popular one yeah this is just the first time they decided to really do anything with him uh before he's just like been a, a faceless bartender pretty much he's he's like shown up in side stories but he's not been like a guy it's mostly the just like the name the name mac adams old oil house is like uh, sort of one of those like throwaway lines from an old yeah. comic that people like to reference and i would say that like using the tag mcadam is similar to using the term the tag off parentheses game yeah or like free parentheses anime <laughs> So that, you know, you, you, so you make the Tumblr post that says, I just beat off. And then you have to really, really right. quickly specify the game. the game, the game, the game. I beat the game off. Also, I masturbated. <laughs> uh, I, I can handle this next one. Curly Shrow Mystery cast in the Discord asks, why is Guilty Years? Okay. So a long time ago... <laughs> There were these things called gears, and there were there were um, there were synthetic magical humans, and they cause a whole lot of havoc. And so uh, Frederick and they felt really bad about it, like Frederick really guilty. And his girlfriend uh, teamed up with their guy Oscar R. Krauts to try and figure it out. But during the process, he both uh, his girlfriend and and he died, uh, and Oscar, stricken with grief, turned them into gears. Um, but they forgot who they were, and his girlfriend became like a huge mech lady and blew up Japan. And felt really bad about it. And then there were some crusades, I think. But, you know, that's why Guilty Gears. No, now you're thinking of fate. No, there was also crusades in Guilty Gear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Soul so bad guy was in the crusades. The, the, the Neo Crusades against, like, robots. <laughs> My favorite thing is Saul Bagdai on the Heroes Wiki and Saul Goodman on the Villains Wiki. <laughs> Excellent. And all, everything balanced as all things should be. Yeah. Um, now this one's the this is the chunky yeah. one. We gotta okay. really think about this yeah. one. Nero from Disney Minus asked a question that we've had in sort of other forums before, but let's go. Um, this has been asked before, but I'm going to add one twist to it. If you were to make a team of Autobots for a new series, who would be your picks for these roles? The leader. To add another twist, Optimus Prime dies either before the series or during the pilot. Um, I like that. Based on this, I would actually say Windblade. I think Windblade would be a really interesting leader because she's an outsider to Cybertronian uh, society, but she has great religious and cultural significance. Yeah. 
So she would, and if and if and she believes in the primes, yes. And if we're going without being one, yeah. And so I think she's a great pick. She's fish out of water sort of situation, struggling with the burden of leadership and all that. Excellent stuff. All right, comedic relief for the kids. My first thought, and I don't know why, was Blur. Blur would be good. I think you know. Usually, obviously, the the kid the kid appeal character famously is always yellow in these shows, right? Your bumblebees, your hot shots, your cheetors. I think Blur would be a good mix it up. You know, you think Sunstreaker is going to be a good comedic relief character? Not for the kids. He is very funny, but I don't think yeah. I don't think he's going to be moving many toys. He's uh he's kind of an asshole. Big guy is easy for me. I want to see Ironhide again. I miss him. It's been so fucking long since we've had a main Ironhide. Yeah. It's um, been technically, if you want to really squint, um, like TV only, it's been since Energon. Although that Ironhide is not much like the the iron the true Ironhide. Um, he's voiced by Ed from Ed and Eddie for one. But I guess, you know, he's he was in the movies, but not much. Yeah. He got melted. Bring All Ironhide right. back, goddammit. The next several are actually very easy for me, so I'm just going to go through them really quick. Um, Ninja, I want Drift. Medic, mm-hmm. I want Ratchet, always. Yeah, so they can kiss, yes. Yep. Grumpy Veteran, it's going to be Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Decepticon Spy, I want Brainstorm. Yes. Um, guy and who we're shows- just we're just remaking the, the crew of the Lost Light with a few changes. And what about it? <laughs> um, guy who shows up purely to keep the teams evenly numbered once the spy is revealed. Perceptor. Um, and the Decepticon defector slash the cool six ranger trope character. So if Drift is already here. Drift is already here. Um, well established as a defector. Yeah. I, I kind of want like. Thundercracker. Well, I kind of want something, like, really, like, deep cut. I'm thinking, like, horrible. Wow. Yeah, like, some real... or And real or fucking... Needle Nose together. Yeah. Because, like, those two, when they showed up in IDW, were like, Jesus fucking Christ, guys. You're really, you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. For your for, for yeah. bringing these new guys in here, just like with Tailgate, it was like I need a guy who's literally never appeared in anything before. Yeah, or alternatively, I'd be really interested to see Soundwave as a traitor. Yeah, because I mean, he's that sort of so happens. ideological. Yeah, I mean that kind of happens in IDW, right? It like, does, uh, though his... he doesn't defect to the Autobots. He no, very, his, he is, very, like... very much does not defect to the Autobots. Yeah, he doesn't defect, but he is like ideologically compromised and struggling. Yeah, which is I love. I love IDW one Soundwave. He's he's like the best Soundwave. Yeah. Okay. He's got now so who's many sons? Now who's on the Decepticon team? All right. How many people do we have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, we have nine. Well, we need the Elite Trine. Yeah. We don't need any other Seekers, though. I don't need any of those fucking Coneheads. Maybe Slipstream. <laughs> so true. Maybe. Um, I kind of want to spend all my points into the Constructicons. Can they count as one guy? I don't think so. <laughs> like, realistically, you know, yeah, the numbers are skewed, but, like, you know, there's... 
What are they going to do separately? What are they going to do? Like, I kind of like the idea of like Seekers plus the Constructicons. Right. Although now I'm also thinking like, what if it's, uh, what about Sunstorm? I, I miss, I think Sunstorm needs to come back as his like freakish religious zealot self. I mean, I do too, but okay, here's a concept for you. God, I'm trying to think. This is, like, hard. I don't think Starscream can lead. Okay. So I think it's, like, the Elite Trine. Well, listen, listen. I think it's the Elite Trine. It's the Constructicons. And then it's, like, Terminus, maybe? No, 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 no. Bludgeon. Oh, yeah, that's that's also one of... Yeah, Bludgeon. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking about alternative Decepticon leaders. Like, Bludgeon, there's Scorponok. That's about it as far as, like, anyone who has any success. Tyrest. I, I mean, we Tyrest. could do Tarn. Uh, Tar. There's Galvatron, I guess. Um, um fucking uh, Overlord. He's not a team player. He's a he. If it's Overlord, he's not a team he's player, but he faction. would be a leader. He would be very happy to control other people. True. Uh, I guess there's also Deathsaurus, but I like I like the idea. Oh, fuck Deathsaurus. I like the idea that it's Bludgeon. I want. I think Blood. No, I think Bludgeon's a good choice. Um, and, and I also think it's like what I really like about that is that it's like someone who Starscream could kill within one season. Yeah, we could also change it up to like because he does. Secrets and Constructor Cons is good, but if we do Bludgeon, we could also do like the Sicko Squad. Hey, remember that time Starscream killed Bludgeon? Yeah, look, I, I Bludgeon doesn't stay around very, uh, all that long. A lot of the time, you know, he's uh. He's here for a good time, not a long time. But yeah, I like Bludgeon, Elite Trine, Constructicons. That's a good one. Yeah. It's kind of almost the... the uh, Well, it's not actually anywhere close to the Decepticon cast of that new comic. They're mis- they're, there's no Thundercracker in that. It's very funny. It's just Starscream and Skywarp and then a bunch of yep. Soundwave's shitty sons. No, because Thundercracker has to be blue. That's right. And we can't have we can't have a a second blue guy, that'd just be chaos. Well, but yes, that is it for us. You know it. We must leave you now. But of course, we have some things to share with you first. I'm Nero. You can find me on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher, on co-host at Dragon Suggler, and on Tumblr at Cyclonus with a five at the end. My various other projects can be found in various other places. Um. I've got Radio Free Heidelin freshly returning from a hiatus with a new format. Um, uh, first episode out now. Second one going to be coming out uh, later this month. Uh, that you can find that on on Twitter at Heidelin Radio. But I think for net, uh, going forward, we will be focusing more on Tumblr. Uh, at can't imagine why. Yeah, it is, it's so it's such a normal website. I don't really know what's going on there. It's uh, t- tumblr.com slash Radio, and of course Talk Cycles, the uh, the monthly uh, animation podcast I do with Jane. Uh, that is also on Tumblr. It's going to be tumblr.com slash Talk Cycles. Next episode, Teen Titans, season one. Pretty good. What a shocker that that won uh the poll there i I, apparently it's kind of popular it's a good show brent (laughs) um but yeah that's it for me
I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, Twitter, co-host, and Blue Sky at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. You can also listen to the other podcast I do. It's called Pot of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! You can find us on Twitter at Pot of Greed Cast. Uh, I've also been cast in a radio drama that is in the works right now of being like publicized. So I'm really excited for that coming out soon. And I'm starting a uh, podcast on the Moonshot Network uh, called I'm Eden here, which is a New York foodie podcast. And that's about me. We are also on the Noise Space Network, which we are very grateful for. There's a bunch of good shows there. Um, you've heard us talk about them. You know it's there. But if you don't, check it out. Listen to the other shows. They're good. They're um, good. And uh, you can find that at noisespace.xyz. And I think that's about it. So until next time, then, I am going to... Uh, avoid eye contact when you ask if I'm one of the original 13 primes. Transform and roll out. I am going to uh, go down into engineering, curl a few lines, and vent my sus uh, crewmate. Transform and, and roll out. Peach! Peach. Peach.